Pokémon. Because I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's okay. I had the exact thing. <laughs> I was driving up from the warehouse. Yeah. It was that night where I stayed late with you. And I was like driving back and I had my glasses. And I was like, this isn't safe. You're like, and I, like, yeah, you're like, this is illegal now. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I literally could be getting a car accident right now and not even recognize what was going on. Uh-uh. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was like, go if to somebody was like slightly in the road. Oh, they're dead. Bye. Like, they're dead. <laughs> like, there was no option for me not to not hit someone. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <sighs> Should we do this? Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your slutty hosts. I'm Chana. I'm Corey. And welcome, y'all. It's episode 36. Hi. Coming to you two days later. But we're here. Yeah, two days later. Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. Shit happens. Shit happens. Life. Oh, my God. I saw somebody post like on our Facebook or something, and they were like, hey, I'm trying to figure out to, uh, to like, listen to other podcasts because my favorite one, like, didn't post oh. yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was too. like, we failed. I saw, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I saw that, too. And I was like, we're fucking failures. I was like, we fucking failed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, everybody. We just had a lot of shit go wrong. Yeah. So it's just, it's been a, it's been a journey to get to this right now oh yeah but we're here and we are doing it so hopefully you guys enjoy it and don't worry like we're we're gonna release an extra something something for you guys yeah to we'll make release up a special it. bonus bonus a bump for y'all yeah just to make up for it so you can get some more of our wonderful personalities oh okay next announcement patreon <laughs> hey Woo. yeah we have a patreon hey we have a patreon guys in case yeah. you didn't know uh, just go to uh, Patreon and type in Anyways Has Your Sex Life. <laughs> if you literally type in Anyways Has Your Sex Life and then the word Patreon, it'll show up. But also, if you just go to our Instagram, we have our link directly right there. That's probably easier. Yeah. I mm-hmm. still need to add it to our website. I've been saying that for like four oh, weeks. It's fine. It's still... I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have three tiers. They each come with lots of goodies and stuff. Yeah. We have full bonus episodes. We have shoot the shits shoot the shits which is just us being drunk and having fun with us and our friends case files and then case files which is a deep dive into a topic that we have already gone over but we just didn't have enough time to like you know it was like it's like a mini topic inside a topic that we like one of our episodes classic example is the proxies in the slenderman episode yeah and then we also have cutting room floor which is the um extra deleted scenes pretty much yeah. for you guys probably so, like i do one or two per episode sometimes i won't even do one per episode but you get about eight to ten eight to fifteen every month they're bangers then you could be like oh wow look how fucked up they were in this one and yeah like, oh my I, god yeah like haha <laughs> this joke so yeah a lot of them were like one to like three minutes and then one of them's just like 10 minutes where we're just drunk <laughs> i'm like so anyways cory spongebob glass bones no we literally go off about disney's representation of minorities for like 10 i have minutes. no 
<laughs> memory of recording that ever even talking about we that do. With you. it's like literally 10 minutes good for us was it was it good what we were yeah, saying it's pretty funny was yeah. it politically correct yeah it was politically correct <laughs> yeah we're good <laughs> thank god yeah we're good you're like no channel i ruined everything yeah. on one patreon i was like by the way i'm done <laughs> <laughs> by the way so go join us on patreon everybody um next thing so you get like a ton of white supremacists like <laughs> people giving us patreon money <laughs> <laughs> that's my nightmare but also we're i would like gladly... we're now donating this to like you know the local black like community shelter the, like the african-american lgbtq yeah <laughs> to- like, like planned parenthood exclusively <laughs> like are you fucking kidding me we're like the like lesbian abortion clinic for only minorities fuck you white supremacists <laughs> they're like ah! <laughs> Um, so next announcement, uh, I discovered something funny today, Corey. Ooh, what? So I am in charge of Facebook, the Facebook business account uh-huh. for the place that Corey and I both work that I'm not ready to ever tell you what that is. Um, uh-huh. anyways, so I thought I was doing a pretty swell job at running the Facebook business account. I was like, I know, I totally know how it works. Cause it's pretty like confusing if you log in, like it's not that straightforward. But then today I was like, our Facebook account has been like pretty dead because Facebook is supposed to send me notifications like anytime someone comments something or like sends us a message or anything like that. And so I like clicked on it today. This is for work. (laughs) No, this is now for the podcast. Okay, okay. okay. So I clicked on it for the podcast because I thought I really knew how Facebook business like event pages worked. But I had like... 10 or 15 like unread comments from the past like two months i had messages from may (sighs) like all the stuff just facebook never notified me because i think i like altered the settings or something so Uh i only got notifications with like very specific you know what it might have been me okay so whatever happened i had no idea all the shit was going on and i was like what the fuck? So literally, I thought our Facebook page was dead, but it's the opposite of dead. So I'm sorry, anyone who likes no, us on Facebook. No, I, I think I, re- I replied to a few like a, two weeks ago. Okay. Or like a week ago. Because I don't get notifications for it at all. So that's why I was like weird. Oh. Our, our Instagram or our Facebook. I thought it was kind of connected to Instagram because Instagram went down for a while for us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it wasn't. So I'm just apologizing to all of our Facebook people who liked us. I'm looking at all because there's like a what like 200 almost so Maybe. yeah there's like 150 something <laughs> yes so, go all y'all <laughs> so sorry i promise that i am not ignoring you i just did not know that people were on our facebook so now i know that so i'm on facebook now y'all like full fucking yes, time bitch. i'm on it just making those posts for you and um, that goes into my next announcement i am about to do a whole revamp on our social media so you're going to be start seeing a lot more of us so you can go to our Facebook page. Just type in AHYSL podcast or Anyways Has Your Sex Life. You can go to our Instagram page, which is Anyways Has Your Sex Life. Or you can go to Twitter, which is AHYSL podcast. So definitely follow our social medias because it's about to get fun. Mm. So join us. Whew. How's nice. that announcements? Yeah, announcements done. I'm done. Fucked. We fucked it. We fucked it. Next. We're fucking faggots now. Yeah, now we're gay. We fucked it, now we're gay. Okay, so mine is really... It's not super short. Or it's not like, it's like semi-short, but it's like really cool and very interesting. Oh, cool. Okay, so like, I had always thought that uh, Freud's like views on homosexuality were like very like, you know, not forward thinking at all. Mm. And they were just like, holy shit, like, you know, fuck faggots, like, we're messed up creatures. Yeah. Apparently, Apparently, it's different. It was pretty different. 
1935, apparently there is a response, like a letter response to a mother who had sent Sigmund Freud a letter about her gay son, but was sort of beating around the bush mm. and was like, hey, what can you tell me to help me fix my gay son? Oh. And so Freud sent a letter back that is basically just like the bitchiest thing I've ever read in my entire life. I'm excited. So I'm going to read it. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's so like, fuck you, bitch. Basically, but like in 1930s, like, you know, official language. Oh, fuck thou, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... This uh, letter currently appears on display in London as part of an exhibition at the Wellcolm Collection called the Institute of Sexology. Oh. Or at least when this, like, you know. So at least, so this is real. Like, you can really go see this letter online. Okay. Like, you can, you Th- can this see. This is not like, a Reddit letter, everyone. This yeah, is this a isn't real... made up shit. Like, this really happened. So this is what he reads. <clears throat> or what he wrote. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus Christ. And <laughs> <laughs> all that. Um. So this is what he wrote. He said, I gathered from your letter. So this is, so again, this is Freud talking to this like shitty mother that like sent stuff, you know, to Freud. And so he goes, I gather from your letter that your son is a homosexual. I am most impressed by the fact that you do not mention this term yourself in your information about him. May I question you why you avoid it? Homosexuality is assuredly no advantage, but it is nothing to be ashamed of. No vice, no degradation. It cannot be classified as an illness. We consider it to be a variation of the sexual function produced by a certain arrest of sexual development. So, eh, boo (laughs) to that. Um, Many highly respectable individuals of ancient and modern times have been homosexuals. Several of the greatest men among them, Plato, Michelangelo, Leonardo da da Vinci, etc., it is a great injustice to persecute homosexuality as a crime and a cruelty, too. If you do not believe me, read the books of Havelock Ellis. I'll probably look into that later. Cool. Um, then uh, th- this is the last paragraph that I'll read. He says, by asking me if I can help you, you mean, I suppose, if I can abolish homosexuality and make normal heterosexuality take its place. The answer is, in a general way, we cannot promise to achieve it. In a certain number of cases, we succeed in developing the blighted germs of heterosexual tendencies, which are present in every homosexual in the majority of cases, it is no more possible. It is a question of the quality and the age of the individual. The result of treatment cannot be predicted. So the first paragraph is more fun and more like, you know, positive, like whatever you you do, you got to be true. There's also some like mixed in like, you know, homophobia and just total ignorance in there as well. But then the the last, um, that second paragraph that I read, to sum it up sort of alludes to his beliefs were basically that humans are born bisexual Mm -hmm. and then based off of just like, I think a combination of nature and nurture, we develop into a heterosexual or a homosexual. Hmm. So that's what he like originally believes that we're all born bisexual, but as we grow up, uh, we develop into one or the Depending other. Depending if you listen to Lana Del Rey or if you listen to country yeah, music. Yeah, and, and I think the thing is, like, with homosexuality, it would be like, oh, if you, like, if your mother was overbearing and your father was absent, that and would like be pooping. like... And you like Yeah, and you like pooping. Then you're gay. <laughs> you like pooping, you want to fuck your mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where, like, the crazy, like, bigoted in- ignorance comes from, where we all where we view, like, Freud's, you know, like, psychoanalytical, like, psychology. Because at the end of the day... Freud just tells us that we all want to have sex with our moms. We all want to have sex with our moms, and we all want to die. But we don't should look die. into that with him. We'd yeah. be like, interesting, Freud. <laughs> interesting, so, so Freud. So you're saying hmm. like, I want to have sex with my mom. So like, so you want to. So have you're, sex what with you're mom. really saying He's is like, you yes, want to have sex. Yes, I do. He's like, you caught me. 
He's like, I'm really into mom porn. But I just thought that was sort of interesting because I was like, oh, hey, like I had always thought that Freud was like super anti like homosexual. Yeah. But he sort of wasn't in a sense. He was just sort of like, bitch, like he's homosexual. It's it's like a little weird, but like whatever. But that's it what happens. it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you about it. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I promise next time I will, st- you know, stray away from the heterosexual gay male in my next fact of facts. Because cool. the last two have been about that. Um, so now my spooky scoop. So mine is a breaking news spooky scoop. Yes. We should have like a little. We should have like a little jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Okay, Corey, add that jingle. Send us your jingles. Oh. Send us your dingles. Yeah, send us you. Jingles. Send me your dingles. Ah. Send send Chana your jingles. Send me your Pringles, the vegan ones though. Most of them are milk. Wait, all of them are. Wait, some of them aren't. Yeah, most of Pringles are not vegan. No, but some of them are vegan yeah oh i thought you said all of them had milk in them no i think like the original one is vegan but like the barbecue one is milk okay i think interesting like 95 percent of them have milk but it's fine the original is like the best one so no which one's the best pringle probably the salt and vinegar Oh, yeah. And the barbecue. Salt and vinegar wins like every but chip. But original though. is really good. I love the original though. It's a good potato chip because it just melts in you your mouth a little bit. You know sucks dick? Lay's stacks. Oh, I oh have not had Lay's stacks. But you know what is really good? Lay's natural cut potato chips. Holy I shit. I probably have had those, yes. Are they They're like crazy crispy? Good. They're just thicker cut and a little and extra crispy. They're good. We like thicker. They taste like a real, like when you go to a restaurant and you get potato chips, like house made potato chips. Mm, yeah, so I've probably had these. Ooh, like, like when that. you go to like Jason's Deli. Oh my God. I don't know what that is, but <gasps> sure. Jason's Deli. I used to go a lot when I was little. Cute. Yeah. All right, it's my spooky scoop. So it's breaking news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Anyways Other Sex Live News on Channel 69. Today, we are talking about the murders of some people in Canada. Oh, God. You guys probably heard about it. It is all over the true crime community right now. It's everywhere. Just like go on like. Were they queer? No. Oh, I'm cool then. We're good. Um, <laughs> they're our age though, and they're like the millennial dream because they travel and they were like traveling the world. Oh, no. So, 24 year old China Dees of Charlotte, North Carolina, and her man's 23 year old Lucas Robertson um, Fowler of Sydney, Australia, they were found shot to death on July 15th on the side uh-huh. of a remote highway in British Columbia. Um, so, in Canada. Yeah. Uh, the pair were discovered close to the infamous roadway, which is a 450-mile stretch of Highway 16 called the Highway of Tears. <gasps> That's what I was referring to. For what? Where all the Native American women went disappearing. Oh, this one's talking about how, like, 18 women have disappeared there in the past, like, 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Are they all Native American? I have yeah, I believe most of them were Native American. I'm going to do my next week segment on it. On okay, I think That's what it is. Um. Because oh. I, I heard the podcast like five years ago talk about it. Well, cool. Look at that. I guess Just more like three years connecting ago. Connecting the dots. That's basically five years in memory. So look at that. So yeah, I'm going to do my episode next week on Highway of Tears. So I yes. will let you know, Corey, if you were right about that. But uh, as of today, so this happened like nine hours ago today. Two sp- two suspects have been named. Cam McLeod, he's 19 years old. And Briar Schmigleski, he was 18 um, they were previously thought to be missing when their car and camper were found burning on the side of the highway of tears. Um, next to their burning car was a burning body, though. And it's a mystery person. But I was killed by some like, stupid ass. 
18 year old, 19 year old white boy. Yeah, so two stupid ass teenage white boys are now believed to be responsible for the deaths of that rando guy and China D's and Lucas Robertson Fowler. So I'm going to keep you guys updated. China D's and Lucas Fowler, though, they're like the millennial dream. You know, they like fell in love. She's like dating a hot Australian dude. And they're like traveling the world together. And they're like on their way to like hot springs. And they actually like met a couple at a gas station right before. And their last pictures that were taken of them on the gas station security camera is them just hugging and kissing next to their car. Cause they're, and like they were going to get engaged in a few months. Like, oh my God. Like they're literally like living the dream. And they're, they got shot to death by two teenage boys for no reason. That's sad. And you know what's sad is like you feel safe when you road trip with like your partner and stuff. Like whenever I go anywhere with like Jordan, I'm like, oh, I'm like invincible. Like no one's gonna yeah. like go up to us and kill us. But like those two people, like they're my age, 24, and they're murdered like that for no fucking reason, just because two teenage boys probably wanted to get the thrill of murder. Who knows? Anyways, stupid bitches. I this is like the story that's everywhere right now. Like if you turn on the news, you hear Shit. it. I think I saw a post on on Facebook. So like I'll yesterday or today. I'll keep you guys updated as this case continues. Because every day there are like crazy updates about it, lots of twists and turns and stuff. Damn. And uh, yeah, next week I'm gonna do the Highway of Tears episode. Okay, so cool. Yeah, that'll be good. Stay tuned. Okay, so my supernatural segment today, yes, is on La Mala Hora. so like to translate that specifically it's the evil hour oh fuck yeah but so so this has nothing to do with like an evil hour um so like it's basically just like a different like version of la llorona oh yeah so it's not la llorona it's it's just uh, another like you know sort of girl demon or something like that that exists. Fun. So we'll get to it. So this is actually part one of the monstrouses, or sorry, the monstrous Mexican maidens. Um, goals. <laughs> yeah, goals. So this is my part one of monstrous Mexican maidens because there's about five uh, specific like you know monstrous Mexican maidens that, nice. <laughs> you know, like La Llorona and shit like that. Try to say that five times fast. Monstrous Mexican maidens. Monstrous Mexican maidens. Monstrous Mexican maidens. So, yeah, it's actually part uno. <laughs> it's not part one. <laughs> God damn it. Part uno. <laughs> part uno. Part uno. It's part uno. Next part's pars dos. <laughs> dos. Tres. Dos. Tres. Part dos. Part dos. <laughs> Trace. Trace. <laughs> That hurts. Trays. <laughs> that one hurts. I'm like, Chana? <laughs> I'm the widest Quattro. Bitch. Quattro. That one sucks, too. Okay, anyways. I was kay. so bad in Spanish class. I was just, I, I was so fucking, I was so bad that the one point, the teacher literally <laughs> laughed at me as I was trying to say something. I looked at her and I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, it's fine. It's just so bad. Oh, my God. I just couldn't. Uh, oh, my was, God. Uh, I'm sorry. Miss. Moreno, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moreno. Moreno? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> it, I, I, I still feel bad about it. It's been like six years. Oh my god. It's been like eight years. It like is now. the worst when you like when I watch when you just watch movies or television nowadays and like they'll have somebody speak in Spanish, but like in the in the film they're supposed to be really good at it. I'm like, but you just sounded like the most gringo ass shit ever. Yeah, I'm the biggest gringo. And like in the I'm world. gringo too. So like I can only imagine what like actual Hispanic people watching this are like they're probably just laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the I'm a green yeah. Sometimes they'll do pretty good. If it's like a A list celebrity, they're actually pretty good at it because they had like they have people to train them to be yeah, good at it. Yeah, people to train them to do it for like ever. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, La Mara Ora uh, originally uh, was sort of like a siren temptress of Mexican folklore, but then nice. has evolved into in like in, into modern day to become sort of a demon of the night that sort of stalks lonely travelers. Cool. Okay, so uh, first we're going to go into like the, the traditional Mexican legend, and then we'll go into the like new age, like New Mexico legend. Okay. Yeah, so like the American legend after that. So... Um, the legend of La, La Mala Ora is considered to originate from uh, Chiapas, uh, is the southernmost state in Mexico that borders Guatemala. And it's a place, it's sort of like basically uh, Chiapas is just like super jungly, like jungly mountains that's like dotted with a lot of Mayan ruins. Okay. Cool. So um, in this original vo- version, La, Mara or- La Mala Ora originates as a beautiful woman with long dark hair dressed in a long white dress um, that sort of lo- walks, glides along the side of the road at night. Okay. She's like that nun. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, so men who encounter her are so taken by her beauty and seduced that they just end up following her mindlessly and they just like don't even give a shit where they're going. So it's sort of Goals. she acts like a siren, sort of like, you know, in like the Odyssey where the sirens were like mermaids on the rocks. Yeah. They were just like, you know, luring them to the rocks so that they would shipwreck and die and they could eat them. Goals. Um, Feminism. <laughs> Feminism. Woo. <laughs> um, so basically, that's sort of what she would do, the original uh, La Mala Ora would do. Um, from accounts of these men, uh, they would say that they would approach, when they approached her, uh, she would uh, turn her face as they got like close. So they couldn't really tell what she looked like. They, sh- they could just tell from far away that she was beautiful. And then as she got closer, she would look away and sort of hide her face. Oh. Yeah. Um, they said that immediately they would lose their way as they followed her, but didn't really care um, as she promised them sex or some sort of romance. Um, also, they noted that if they had a light source, it would immediately go out as they started following her. You fucked. But they, when they said that they would, like, note this, they'd be like, okay, like, that light went out, that's spooky. And they're like, okay, it's been, like, two seconds, and I already have no idea where we are. But then they would just be, like, so entranced that they're like, I don't care. They're like, that pussy too bomb. Yeah, they're like, yeah, too bomb, that pussy. So from their accounts, the men said that they got away as they realized that the lady they were following floated rather than walked, and then they also noticed that her toes were backwards. Ew! I don't know what the fuck that Ew! means. I don't know if it's like it's like Maybe her feet foot? were backwards. Yeah, like her whole foot. Like, I don't know which one's worse, though. Could you fucking imagine <laughs> if you were, like, following someone, you look down, her feet were backwards? Like, fuck me. I don't like, want that. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, but that pussy. But how, how bomb that pussy, though? <laughs> Like, I can fuck around even with a look at her. Yeah, like, I'm not into feet <laughs> stuff. I don't give a fuck about your feet. Jesus Christ. Um, what if her pussy's backwards? Oh, shit. How is your pussy backwards? The clits near her butthole. Oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> her pussies near her butthole. <laughs> You're like, it's like, I can just imagine like one of these men telling it. It's like, but her pussy was near her butthole. Crazy. And me. Crazy. <laughs> you're like in the back of the tavern. You're like, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so it is believed that uh, La Mala, uh, the victims of La Mala Ora, uh, sorry, God, La Mala Ora, uh, are doomed if they fail to take their gaze off of her face and then look at her feet because of these accounts. I literally, for a half second, 
thought you said gaze and as in terms like like the gaze instead of like my gaze only the gaze oh my god i want an urban legend where it's like fucking scary as hell but like the only way to save yourself is if like gays come and save you yeah they're like "Ah!" i'm like the universe we just drive up like listening to the gayest shit you could think of like Like, shares do you believe in love yeah right remix with some miley cyrus like party nearest day shit oh my god we just scare her away with our gayness (laughs) Um, so basically just again, like from these, from most of the accounts being like, Hey, I noticed that either her feet were backwards or I noticed that she was gliding instead of walking. They said that the men that got away said that when they noticed that they were finally able to like break her trance and then run away and shit like that. But it was too late. But it was too late. Uh, so her victims are usually found the next morning at the bottom of ravines as La Mala Ora, uh, basically is said to lead them, you know, unbeknownst off a cliff. Whoa. Because they're like, you know, they're tranced by her. So she'll just lead them through the jungles to a cliff and then they just like fall off and die. Spooky. Yeah, because fuck men. Yeah. Because feminism. Can you put pussy in a Spotify title? Probably not. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know her own title. Every time, like the, for the first 25 episodes, I was like, can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, quick. You're like, I did it. I think if I cuss, I will edit it out. Like, I'll put, like, an at symbol oh, or okay. an exclamation point. <gasps> Fuck. Then this title should be ca- called Backwards Pussies. Yeah, okay, I'll do that one. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think with pussy. Because pussycat. I think for the S's, I just put dollar signs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> lick, lick, lick. I love that. I love eating dick. <laughs> lick, lick, lick. I don't know what it's like. I love eating. I dick listened to that instantly, like that. and I was like, if this came on in a club and I was drunk, I would just like lose it. Yeah, it's like almost gas pedal levels. I would just be like, yes, yeah. Bitch. It's like, a, it's almost equivalent to gas pedal. Yeah, it's such a fun do, ass do, song. Do, do, do. Now imagine if they like remix that song, with gas pedal. Oh, do, 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 do. Lick, 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 my dick. <laughs> I forget what she says. Okay, so. Um, there is some like historical evidence of this existing. <laughs> like, all I can hear is <laughs> lick, lick, lick. <laughs> I wanna lick, lick yo dick, dick. <laughs> so good. I, d- I forgot at the beginning. It's like hunt me, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> yes. Wait, I'm gonna get that as my ringtone for so whenever you call me. It's me, hunt me, hunt me. I'm gonna become a DJ just to remix those two songs. Oh my god, that's it though. That's like the only song you make. It gets like a billion views on YouTube. I'm a millionaire. Fuck me. Oh my god. Okay, so the only like uh historical evidence that I got from this is that there is a story that has been noted by some dude. It doesn't even matter, go into it, whatever. Okay. Um basically he did some uh like folklore history search um and uh got fr- got some storytelling from some local people around the area in, in Mexico. Um t- like telling the story in Mocho or mo mocho yeah i think it's mocho because the accent's over the o i don't know um which is a like dying mayan language um spoken spoken that is spoken in chiapas in, cool. in that state of mexico um so basically the story is just like the this dude is trying to go visit his girlfriend and then he's like walking down the road and this girl comes up to him who's like you know not really looking at him has like long black hair like draped over her face and is like in a white dress 
and is like, Hey, like I'm your girlfriend, like follow me, like we'll go have fun or like, like it's just, let's go talk and like do whatever they want to do. I'm like, okay, the grudge girl. Yeah, sure. no, seriously. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're like not my girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Of course I am. And then he just is basically like follows her for like a couple minutes and is like, no, you're not my girlfriend. And then this is almost misogynist, but literally blindfolds her and then beats her upside the head with a pole until she runs away. <laughs> Yikes. All that because she's a backwards pussy? Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, she's like running away going, hunt me. Hunt yeah. <laughs> <Hunt> me. <laughs> Fuck me. Turn around and beat me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically the next day he goes and finds uh, a like Catholic priest and who blesses a pin needle or like a needle, mm. like basically a stake that like blesses cool. a metal stake. And then he goes out into the same part of the woods or wherever he was, finds the same girl. And actually in this, it, in this legend, she's called La Mala Mujer, which is just the evil woman. Cool. And so basically he just like plays along. He's like, yeah, I'm, you're my girlfriend. She's like, yeah, I'm your girlfriend. And then they go and they <laughs> just like lay down to have sex or whatever. Nice. And then he, before she lays fully down, he slips the stake underneath her and she like gets impaled on it. So she gets stuck to the ground. Whoa. And she can't move. And so the next day they just basically come and like beat her until she disappears. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's one way to take care of a demon. Yeah, I guess that's one way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. You're like, nah. Literally, let's they literally just say they like beat her until she vanishes. The demon's like, fuck. <laughs> fine. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like, God damn, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna wait till lick, lick, lick my dick comes out. <laughs> yeah, then then that that's gonna be my prime time. Yeah, that's gonna be my fun. <laughs> I would have so much fun if I was a demon right now. Right? Oh my I'd god. Like, lick, I was lick, being clubs just like uh, yeah right uh, everyone's uh, like uh. is that a demon on the dance floor you're like we don't don't judge here it's a safe zone i just keep looking zone. at people i'm like yeah take that random pill from that person yeah, yeah right i'm like do it do it <laughs> yolo fuck condoms <laughs> i just poke holes in everyone's condoms yeah i'm like surprise <laughs> that's me that's it <laughs> okay or i just like whisper into like hot men's ear i'm like yeah you're gay yeah you're gay <laughs> Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. Like, you're a fucking faggot. <laughs> you're a faggot. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all the Mormon angels are like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> okay, so now let's get to the like more modern shit in New Mexico. So on the other side, or God, I'm saying Okay. <clears throat> So now let's get to the more modern and just like American New Mexican version of this legend. So basically in the United States, in New Mexico, uh, La Mala Ora is a little bit more like intense and a little bit more evil. Yes. Like way more intense. Tell me about it. So like she literally transforms from just like a siren that lures men to their death to a just fucking demon and like omen of death. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Omen of death? No, literally. Name she, my pussy you e- Yeah, you either get, like, consumed by this demon or, like, you get away, but then that means that somebody died that you know. I'm Pikachu gassing right yeah. now. Yeah. So, um... Accounts say that early... Or accounts are as early as 1910 describe La Mala Ora uh, or La Malagora, which I don't know what that, that really translates to. Sorry. Omen of death. Malogra? Malogra. Yeah. Malogara? Yeah, something like that. I'm you sorry. sound like me. Yeah, I know, right? I'm just going to say that again. 
So accounts as early as 1910 describe La Malaora as an evil spirit that haunts the crossroads at night. So specifically, (laughs) specifically crossroads, which I love because I love supernatural and crossroads demons. I fucking love crossroads demons. Yes. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. Um, So um, she haunts people uh, at the crossroads at night um, and specifically those who travel roads alone. So male, female, um, they... Who, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's just, just, if you're them. alone and you're at night and you cross the crossroads, you're fucked. You're fuckity fucked. Yeah, you're fuckity fucked. Your pussy's going backwards. Going backwards um, and you're getting so fuckity fucked <laughs> by the semen. You ever get fuckity fucked so hard, your pussy goes backwards? <laughs> your pussy's backwards. <laughs> and if you have a dick, your dick's turning into a pussy and it's going backwards. Crazy. <laughs> so originally, this, so like there's sort of like two different versions of this legend too at the same time. One of them is more like, you know more like during the 1910s and then the even more modern one you sort of see her more formed in a human form so this one in the 1910s is more or like just the older one you more just see her as a black mass nice just like literally just like lost just like a black smoke just like undulating around and just like (gasps) like trying to catch people up and people say that basically you would just see it at the crossroads run it catches up to you and just engulfs you and then you just disappear like it it fucking eats you and you're gone cool yeah Another one with it, though, is that if the black mass happens to form into a woman and then be more like, you know, La Malaora, like the OG La Malaora, yeah. um, you basically, it is an omen of death. Like you will either you go permanently insane and then somebody you know dies or like somebody you know dies and then you slowly go permanently insane. There's no Shit. like, you know, quintessential like thing that happens. Um, you know, there's just like discrepancies all over the place there. Um, sometimes they will say that uh, this black mass, as I said, will like easily get smaller at, like in a second. Like it can go down to like, you know, a baseball, but then will even like enlarge itself to just like, look exactly like, you know, the black mass from Lost, shit like that. Shit. Um, people will also say said that they would find people in the morning that have died of fright or died of like heart, you know, problems. Damn. Just like dead at a crossroads, like in the middle of the desert or whatever. In New okay. Mexico. Yeah. So sometimes they just completely will disappear or they will just show up in the morning dead. <laughs> and you're like, cool, this is great. They're like the Malawada bitch. So in even more modern times, like now today, the legend is more attributed to a terrifying woman in black who appears to travelers at night when uh, when a death is about to occur. So specifically to this person. Okay. Um, so what they, they sort of uh, describe her as a woman, uh, like very beautiful woman, but she has black hair and she is wearing black now, not white. Ooh. And so that's sort of like akin to the black mask that she used to be. And then she just like has a very gaunt, you know, disturbing, creepy, sinister face that just like looks at you in the Ew. darkness. Yeah. And will even like smile. Ugh. That's creepy as fuck. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Get up, you little ugly bitch. Get up, you little ugly bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? I love her. Um, so, um, what a good movie. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast like a few months ago. I think I already said this before. But somebody said that like they were like actual film people and somebody was like, that's such a good movie. And I'm like, thank you. It's just I'm so like, thank fucking you. It's fun. So, it's so not a good film, but it's just a fucking fun movie. Yeah, it's you like, can't like not have fun. You can't. Like that is the funniest of them all. And it's the PG-13 one. Right? Like my God. Um, so more specifically, she's described as a wicked spirit or evil demon that lurks the desert crossroads at night and will drive any man who looks at her. And others says she tries to hypnotize her victims like the OG one, um, luring them away from their cars to envelop them in a black smoke. Damn. And they're never seen again. So basically she's just like turned into a more like malicious or malevolent spirit. 
um, nice. sort of keeping both attributes of the like older New Mexico version and then the OG Mexican version. That's cool. Yeah. Um, other ones even too, I even like came across a, a description um, and, and this is for the New Mexico. They'll describe that La Mala Orta has a face like a horse and runs alongside your car. <gasps> and then this one, in this one, she is specifically an omen of death. And I guess a, a horse demon is called an Ouroboros. So, Ouroboros? Yeah. How fucked are we for saying that out loud? <laughs> yeah, right. Ouroboros? <laughs> like, oh, it's Yay! like, it's like Fra- uh, Dr. Or Frankenstein with uh, Gene Wilder. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and we just hear like thunder and then a knee. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> What's it called? Ouroboros? Is it just called Frankenstein? Yeah, Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein? Dr. Frank, yeah. Isn't is that it? what the movie's called? I think so. I don't know. I can't think of that. I don't know. Whatever. It's called Ouroboros. <clears throat> Ouroboros. Ouroboros. We should go stand in a, in a dark black room no. with mirrors and say Ouroboros three times. Oh my God, no. To see what happens. We would die. <laughs> I turn into a horse. I'm like, shit. Yuck. I don't want to be a horse. Horses are scary. creepy. I don't like They're horses. Scary. They're too big and too dumb. They're, I don't like it. They're too big, too muscly, too, too easily spooked. Yeah. I don't like it. Me too. Sometimes you look at them and they look at you and you can just like you see them realize that they could just like kill you yeah like so easily like if i just kicked you no yeah (laughs) i've i've seen mad men yeah when i worked at maple lake like we had to go like feed horses because they have horses for the women's school okay and and, like the boys school would have chores to come and help them like with the horses and sometimes i'd have to like get into because like the boys can't go into it unless the like the actual like people who run it are there okay so like to get their food bowls because they'd knock it over just you know be bitches i'd have to like get in the like cages (gasps) with all of them (gasps) and i'm just like oh my gosh please don't kill me (laughs) oh my god i can't believe you didn't get killed i know right (laughs) but yeah um now let's uh end this with a story yeah yes okay so um this story is written by se schlosser (laughs) Nice. nice good name sounds sexual um, yeah, it sounds like a porn name. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's I. slosser. Uh, so it says, my friend Isabel called me one evening before dinner. She was sobbing as she told me that she had her husband, Enrique, or sorry, that her and her husband, Enrique, were getting divorced. He had moved out of the house earlier that day, and Isabel was distraught. I called my husband, who was on a business trip in Chicago, and he agreed that I should go stay with Isabel for a few days to help her during this diff- difficult time. So basically, this bitch gets in her fucking car and drives, Okay. So she's driving during the night. She's trying to get to her fucking uh, friend's house uh, by midnight. Okay. So she says, as I traveled down the dark, uh, wet highway. Ooh, it's wet. (coughs) Wet. Um, I kept feeling chills as if someone or something were watching me. Ew. I kept looking in the rearview mirror. Oh, my God. And glancing (gasps) into the back seat. Oh, my God. No one was there. Don't be ridiculous, I told myself, wishing fervently that I was home in my bed instead of driving on a dark, rainy highway. There was almost no traffic, and I heartily wished that I would soon reach Santa Fe. Oh, my God. I do this all the time when I drive to and from my parents oh, yeah. in, in, like, uh, Idaho, especially during the winter, because there, like, really isn't that much traffic oh my God. if I ever drive during the night. And I'm like, dear God, I just, like, want to see a car. Like, sometimes I'll just – because I'll, like, listen to scary podcasts okay, yeah, yeah. still because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and you're like, did I, like – am I driving just in the desert now? Yeah. Like, am I going to And I'm like, if anybody, if a human being shows up, I'm not slamming on my brakes because it's a demon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going. I don't care. Like, if I hit them, I don't give a shit. I'm going. Yeah, like, like who's going to 
stop me. Yeah. Like, I'd rather go to jail for manslaughter and hit and run than, like, be possessed by a fucking demon in the middle of Idaho. Pretty much. Yeah, oh, Idaho, too. So you'd have, like, a pioneer demon. Yeah, right? It just, like, looks at you, and its face just goes, bah! It's Joseph Smith. I'm like, ah! Uh, ah! <laughs> He's it's like, you're crazy. gay. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, He's ah! like, you're a woman? Oh, you're 24. Too old. Keep Too it old. going. <laughs> He's like, I already have 13. It's I already fine. have 13. Okay, so Oof, she goes, real. I turned off the off the highway just before I reached the city and started down the side roads uh, that led to Isabel's house. As I approached a smaller crossroads, I saw a woman step into the street directly in front of my car. Yeah, Fuck run that bitch over. That. I shrieked in fright and slammed on my brakes, praying I would miss her. The car shuddered to a halt, and I looked frantically around for the woman. Then I saw her right beside my window, looking in at me. Oh. She had the face of a demon, twisted eyes glowing red and short pointed teeth i got chills you know, that's disgusting just- <laughs> i screamed as she left at my window her clawed hand striking the glass i put my foot down on the accelerator and the car leapt forward for a few terrible moments she ran alongside the car <gasps> that's <gasps> terrifying oh my god keeping up easily and striking at me again and again <gasps> fuck that <gasps> fuck that that's like the black eyed children all over that's again. disturbing as fuck then she fell behind in the rear view mirror. I saw her growing taller and taller <gasps> until she was as large as a tree. Le- le- red light swirled around her like mist as she pointed after me, her mouth moving through, or sorry, her mouth moving, though I could not make out the words. I jerked my attention back to the road, afraid what might happen to me if my car ran off the street. I made it to Isabel's house in record time and flung myself out of the car, pounding on the door frantically and looking behind me to see if the demon-faced woman had followed me. Isabel came running to the door and let me in. Shut the door! Shut it! I cried frantically, brushing past her in the safety of the house. Oh my god. Jane, what's wrong? She asked, slamming the door shut. She grabbed my hand and led me into the living room. I sank onto the couch and started sobbing in fear in fear and reaction. After several minutes, I managed to grasp out my story. Isabel gasped and said, are you sure you were at the crossroads when you saw her? Oh my God. Can I ever tell you, like, I saw a demon and you, like, asked two specific, like, (laughs) if you're like, oh my God, so you had, like, the dildo and, like, the four lavender candles. I'm like, what the fuck? How did you know? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you know who that was, right? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, payman. (laughs) It's like, No. Uh, you start sawing your head off. Ah! <laughs> um, so she or she then continues. I nodded, puzzled by her question. It must have been a la malaora, Isabel said, wiping her hands. The bad hour, I asked, because that's like the literal translation. Okay. She goes, this is bad, Jane, very bad. Um, La Mala Ora only appears at a crossroads when someone is going to die. (gasps) Ordinarily, I would have laughed at such a superstition, but the appearance of the demon woman had shaken me. Isabel got me a cup of hot cocoa, brought my luggage in from the car, and sent me to bed. She was so concerned for me that she didn't once mention the divorce or Enrique. Um, I felt much better the next morning, but I could not shake the feeling of dread that grew within me all day. Neither of us mentioned La Mala Ora. But we were both uh, thinking of her when I told Isabel that I wanted to go home. Isabel insisted on accompanying me. I flatly refused to drive after dark. I was afraid I would see the demon woman again when I passed the crossroads. When when I left the next morning and we hadn't... Sorry. My fucking neighbors upstairs are like pounding. Yeah, they are. They're like jumping. Ooh. That's creepy. We left the next morning, and we hadn't been home more than 20 minutes when a police car pulled into my driveway. I knew at once what it meant, and so did Isabel. The officer spoke very gently to me, but nothing could soften the news. My husband had been mugged on the way back 
to his hotel after dinner last night. The body had not been found until this morning. He had been shot in the head and was <gasps> killed instantly. <gasps> Damn. Uh, also, I, I skipped a part when I was paraphrasing at the beginning. She does call her husband and is like, hey, I'm going to go visit Isabel. Or, or yeah, actually, I said you that. You said that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she he, like talked to him like that night. Oh, my God. I and then like, I as she's you. driving, uh, La Mala Ora, she, like, you know. Fuck you, bitch. Showed up and was like, hey, I'm a death omen, bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, La Mala Ora. That's fun. Part one of, <laughs> what, did, what did I say? Five. Part one of five of the monstrous Mexican maidens. Yes. <laughs> Which is should be a band name. Yes, right? Okay, let me just move my laptop down. Or at least, like, we should start a dominatrix, um, like, business with just, like, Hispanic women. Yes. Yes, goals. and they're called the monstrous Mexican maidens. I want to be the That's manager. so hot. What? I want to be the manager. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wicked girls. They're like, Chan is so mean. Yes. I'll like be the escort. I'll like drive them around to their uh, appointments, make sure they're pin. safe. Yeah. All right. Bitch, they, bitch, they don't need me. <laughs> they're ma- Mexican maidens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fucking golden. Yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about the disappearance of Joan Rish. Yes. Dun dun dun. So Joan Rish was born Joan Caroline Bard in Brooklyn, New York, in 1930 to Harold and Josephine Bard. When she was nine years old, her family moved to New Jersey, and shortly after, tragedy struck. Um, one day, while Joan was in school, her family's home blew up, just burst into flames, and her parents were trapped inside and what burned the fuck? to death. So Joan's entire world was just ripped apart. She lost her parents, her home, and now she was forced to go move into her un- her uncle and aunt's house, who she barely had a relationship with. That would be a mind fuck. When you're nine, you go to school, and like you get a, you get, like called down to the nurse's office. And they're like, hey, your parents are currently, like, on fire. You're dead. How do you explain that to a nine-year-old? I'd be like... What the fuck? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucked up for life. I would just, like, open up, like, a fucking, like, bottle of champagne and be like, listen. They're like, you're nine. You're like, in your point? You're like, my parents are just burned to death. I can fucking drink champagne. My parents would be, they burned to death. They burned to death. They didn't just die. They, like, were on fire as they died. They burned to fucking death. God damn it. (sighs) After some time, her aunt and uncle officially adopted her, and she took their last name, which is Natras, as her own last name. So growing up, she found a lot of comfort in writing and reading books. She was always reading. She was always writing. She just That's, like, was her her little heaven. Yeah, I love it. Her little escape. Um, now, Joan continued on with her life, and in 1952, she graduated from Wilson College in Pennsylvania with a degree in English literature. She went on to work in publishing. She started as a secretary, then worked her way up to editorial assistant because she is Peggy, the real-life Peggy. Yes. Um, so she was the editorial assistant at Harcourt Brace and World and later Thomas Y. Crowell Company. Okay. So I don't know. I'm sure those were like somewhat important places because <laughs> it was like in every There's article. There's somebody who works in like the publishing industry that listens to who's like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, literally. Like, every article was like bolded these names and underlined them. I was like, shit, these places are important, I guess. <laughs> like, damn it. Or they're like, she did this when she was a woman. Go her. So in 1956, she married an executive of one of the companies. Yes. Yes, girl. Queen. Uh-uh, get that, make that get money. It. Get it, get it. His name is Martin Rish. So Martin and Joan, is they were hot? completely in love with each other. Oh, Head over heels. Like, just the most 
beautiful little like dream little couple. Yes. Uh, and they. What had, year is this? This is in 1956 okay. when they got married. So they were completely in love. They had a peaceful and happy marriage. They had two kids, Lillian and David, and they eventually settled in Boston. Joan became active in the League of Women Voters while Martin pursued a career with the Fitchburg Paper Company. Cool. So they helped each other constantly live each other's dreams and strive for the next. And they were just openly, they would just openly communicate and they loved each other. And it was just, you know, normally when I do these, it's like, and then the husband beat the shit out of her. But no, (laughs) not this one. He was a good guy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. It's just so true. (laughs) Because every episode I was like, they're great. And then he fucking raped her and he's not great. But this one, no, he like tenderly kissed her. like, everything was great for literally three days. Yeah. But this one, he would like tenderly kiss her goodnight. He probably like made her breakfast in bed and shit. Oh, They're like so living the the dream. Sorry, I lost my place. So yeah, so anybody that knew them, friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, the milkman, post office guys, like they just kind of knew that family the is like man. the ideal family. Like they were just so just loved. Just they were like two teenagers in love, but yet they were like married and had kids and stuff. Cute. Um, they the couple never fought. So pretty much what I'm trying to get here is they're a wonderful couple. So you don't think that he was responsible for this. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> So the Rich family, they were living their perfect little suburban dream, but everything changed at 4.15 p.m. on October 24th, 1961, when Lillian Rich ran to her neighbor's house and screamed, Mommy's gone and the kitchen is covered in red paint. Damn. That'd be so, like, cool, because it's October 24th. Yeah, happy (laughs) holiday. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, Fuck what? It. I'd be like, is it my birthday? You're the neighbor. You're like, oh my God, she's where? She's gone. Oh <laughs> Let's my go God. look. You're like, Woo-hoo. red paint. That's blood, honey. Oh. <laughs> so let's back up to. She's s- like, God, I have to go to like the weird gays next door. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, what? You're like posing. You're like, she's gone there's red paint i like pull out a cigar i'm like what yeah <laughs> making like an old-fashioned she had a dodge like she like took her like 30 minutes just to get into the house because there's too many halloween decorations outside yeah oh my god literally <laughs> i'm there and we're like in costumes i'm like did you just we're say doing a murder paint? mystery party so we're like oh my god she's the best i have like that long cigarette <laughs> thing yes. from like the 60s oh my god yes this is you know what i am living for this story <laughs> <laughs> Somebody so make that happen. Let's back up to <laughs> six fifty in the morning of October twenty fourth, nineteen sixty one. Okay. Started off like a normal day. So Martin Risch, the loving, amazing husband, he left the house and his car for the Logan Airport to catch an eight AM flight to New York City. It was a business trip he had planned earlier and his intention was to stay overnight in Manhattan, like return a few days later. So he kissed his wife goodbye, probably, like, talked about how he loved her for all of eternity and, like, made out there and gave her, like, six orgasms. Yes. And then left. And then between 7 in the morning and 10.15 in the morning, Joan made breakfast for her kids. She cleaned up the house. She took her two-year-old son, David, to her neighbor's house. Her neighbor was Barbara Parker. You're Mm going to hear me say Barbara a bunch. Um, Joan then took her four-year-old daughter, Lillian, and they went to the dentist. Joan had a cavity filled. She made an appointment for the 31st. Everything was totally normal. Like, she talked to the dentist, like, totally normal, made future appointments. Everything is great. Like, the dentist didn't think anything's out of the ordinary. Except for the fact that she made her, she's going to make her daughter go back to the dentist on fucking Halloween day. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. 
You bitch. She deserved you. No, <laughs> Joan, you you bitch. No, Joan, we love you. <laughs> her daughter's like, fuck you, mom. Yeah, she's like, fuck. <laughs> that sucks. It was her. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even doing the rest of the story. Yeah, That's right. Shit. Who so cares? She, <laughs> she got lost. Good riddance. <laughs> we get it, Joan. It's you on a wise because you put your daughter's a dentist appointment. Talk on to the her fucking Halloween. I hate it when people... When people are like, oh, yeah, it's just like a regular day. Like, you have all these responsibilities. I'm like, what? Halloween is a goddamn like, treasure. Are you fucking kidding me? This is more important than Thanksgiving. I would rather spend, I would rather make every holiday a Halloween. Yeah. Like, instead of Christmas, if we just decorated, in, or we just got dressed in spooky outfits. And, yeah. And carved, like, pumpkins. That'd be so yeah. dope. <laughs> okay, so after Joan made the horrible mistake of making a dentist appointment on Halloween... <laughs> She went and she went to a department store. She picked up a present for her husband because no, she loves him so me? much. She picked up some lingerie. She was just living the fucking dream. Oh my God. And she then returned to Barbara's house. She picked up her son, David, and she got back home around 11.15 in the morning. So by 11.15 in the morning, um, both of her milk and her mail were delivered at this point. Both Ayo. the milk delivery guy and the postman guy um, they said that nothing was out of place. Came or at the same time. About the morning. But yeah, they said like nothing was weird or out of place. Like her house looked totally normal. Um, it is important to note that she, Joan, was known to always leave her like front door unlocked and stuff. I guess this was like the 60s, so like pre serial killer. So you don't know not to do that yet. True. Uh, but yeah, but the, both the milk guy and the post guy were like, yeah, everything's chill. It was totally normal morning. So around 11.30 in the morning, Walter Coburn, he was a dry clean delivery driver. He came to the house to pick up some of Martin's suits. Um, he entered the house. He just like wa- let himself in because everyone just kind of did that. He had a total normal conversation with Joan and then he left again. Like everything seemed totally normal. Like nothing so far by 11.30 in the morning on October 24th was weird. It's it was- 11.30 and she's done all that? Yeah. <laughs> She made breakfast. She cleaned. She went to the dentist. She got dry cleaner. She got milk. She got mail. What the fuck? I'm like barely got out of the shower at 1130. And I'm like, I'm two and a half hours late for work. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, what Starbucks I'm like, am I going to? I like hit my to? fucking snooze. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm at Starbucks two hours late. <laughs> two and a half hours late. I'm like getting my, my, my fucking coconut macchiato. Doing my own fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I have to go back home because I forgot something. <laughs> yeah, right. Then I go to the warehouse and I yell at someone for being late. Yeah, I roll up like six hours later <laughs> jesus christ <sighs> it's 11 30 holy shit yeah she's an inspiration to us all okay so now between 11 30 and 150 joan made because you know sh- she hasn't already done enough in the day she then made lunch she recleaned up the house she did some <laughs> landscaping in her backyard <laughs> I, I, I redact the past eight years of all my statements. I could not be a 50s housewife. That's true. I would be too drunk. Yeah, I would be like just drinking fucking mimosas yeah. all day. Uh-huh. And someone's like, oh my God, Margaret, it's 150. You haven't landscaped and gone to the dentist today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm on my second glass of wine. I'm on my second bottle. My oh, husband's bottle. Yeah, cheating bottle. on me with the secretary and yeah. I don't care. It's okay. The milkman and the postman just came here at the same time. Came inside of me in the same time. (laughs) Yeah, he milked me. Ayo. So she did some landscaping. (laughs) She made some lunch, cleaned her house. She put her son down for her nap. She's still going strong because she's like invincible (laughs) warrior. Um, And now at this point, Lillian was playing with Douglas. Douglas is Barbara's son, her neighbor. Yeah. 
they were playing like in the front yard while like Joan was being like Wonder Woman around the house. You was know? that you? What touching? Was yeah, that yeah, t- yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, where is that noise going? <laughs> You're like, we're not even talking about anything spooky yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so at one fifty p.m., Joan walked Lillian and Douglas over to Barbara's backyard. <laughs> Drop them off. I feel like you just described a week. (laughs) (laughs) This is one morning. It is one fifty in the afternoon. So Joan, she so let me sorry, I lost my place. So Joan walked Lillian Douglas over to Barbara's backyard, dropped them off without saying anything to Barbara. So just like rolled up through the kids in the backyard. She looked at Lillian, her daughter, and said she's gonna be right back before turning around and walking back into the house by herself. It was super weird to leave the children like that and not tell her neighbor Barbara. And it, it kind of happened out of nowhere because Joan was like in the middle of tidying up and doing landscaping and doing all that. And out of nowhere, like her entire demeanor changed. And she was like, come on, kids. Like, we got to go. We got to go. Go to the backyard. Oh, really? So the there. kids like note that. Yeah. Like it was a little weird. And the kids were like, OK, but they're kids. Like, I think like Lillian's Whoa. like four. And so she's like, la, 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 la. Mommy's acting a little weird. But whatevs. So at 2.15 p.m., Barbara walked outside of her house because she noticed some fucking kids were in her yard. And she was like, is that my child who is supposed to be at someone else's house? Yeah. And she looked over to Joan's house and she saw Joan like sprinting from her car to her garage while wearing a trench coat and carrying something red. What the fuck? Barbara thought it was a little weird, but she just assumed that she was getting stuff out of the car or maybe she was like playing a game with her little kid, David or Dylan, whatever his name is. Um, and there That's were like a bunch so of big weird. trees kind of slightly obscuring her vision. So she was like, I don't know, like, it's none of my business. Yeah, and also, it's like, like the, 2 p.m. on a fucking Wednesday, whatever. Yeah, literally. It's like October 24th, 1961. It's probably like a Tuesday and it's 2 p.m. Like, you're not going to expect that someone's, yeah. uh, some violent crime is happening next door. Yeah, you're too excited for Halloween. Now, this was the last confirmed sighting of Joan Risch. So at 2.45 p.m., 30 minutes later, on Route 2A, which is about 200 yards away from the Rish's house, a witness spotted a woman who matched Joan's description walking along the highway, looking disoriented um, and and confused while shivering like she was cold, even though she was wearing a trench coat. It was about 50 degrees that day, so it was a little odd for her to be acting that cold. Like, she was, like, acting like you're, like, walking through like a blizzard. Like, it's me. Like, it's Corey, like, October 24th. <laughs> exactly. <I'm cold. laughs> now, he, um, the witness also noticed um, a two-toned blue and gray, like, sedan parked along 2A that, like, that, like drove next What's to the woman fun? and, like, s- cut ahead and, like, stopped so, like, the woman had to stop. So that was at 2.45, so 30 minutes after the last confirmed sighting of Joan. At 3.20 p.m., a neighbor's daughter who lived across the street from the Rishes noticed a dirty blue and gray sedan parked in the Rishes' driveway behind Joan's car. Another neighbor noted that they saw that same car parked there about five days earlier. Okay. So now we have multiple sightings of a blue and gray sedan. No one knows whose car that is because no one in the neighborhood has that car. Now at 3.40 p.m., Barbara walked Lillian up the driveway to Joan's house and just dropped her off because she noticed Joan's car was there. So she was like, okay, like Joan's just inside. Like I have to run to the department store to go get something like go inside your mom. I'll see you later type of deal. So she didn't like check to make sure like Lillian got in okay or anything. She knew the front door was always unlocked. This was like a normal day. Yeah. yeah. And so then Barbara dropped her off and she immediately turned around to go run some errands. Now between 
um, when all this was happening. So between 3.15 and 4.20 p.m. There <laughs> Y'all, were, it's only 4 p.m. <laughs> there were multiple witnesses driving along Route 120A, which is directly off of Route 2A, where the last sighting of that woman was, who noticed a woman matching Joan's appearance walking, who seemed to be, again, disoriented, dazed, confused, um, and she looked like she was cradling something over her stomach with blood dripping down her legs. Why no one bothered to stop to see if a woman walking along a highway with blood dripping down her legs was okay? I don't know. It's a fucking mystery to me why no one stopped. Yeah. Now at 4.15. It, it's like daylight too. It's, so it's, like, it's 3 it's p.m. Cool. Three, yeah. Between 3 and 4 p.m. I would stop. If it was a chick, if it was a dude, I wouldn't stop because I watch ID channel. I mean, if it was if it was daylight, I would stop for most people and it's a busy enough highway like the second like, it was dark i'm like sorry yeah yeah i'm like you're on your own bloody legs sorry <laughs> yeah. sorry now at 4 15 p.m barbara arrived back home from her errands and lillian ran to her yelling mommy is gone and the kitchen is covered in red paint damn barbara ran over to joan's house entered the kitchen and she was met with a gruesome and horrific scene blood was pooled all over the kitchen and smeared on the walls the phone was ripped out of the wall and thrown into a trash can the phone book that was open to emergency numbers was scattered and torn across the floor. Table and chairs were overturned. An unknown bloody fingerprint and handprint was on the wall. The blood didn't stop there. There was a trail of blood that led Barbara up the stairs to two-year-old David screaming in his crib with a shitty diaper. What the fuck? Back down the stairs and finally outside of her car where the blood trail disappeared. That but- seems like so staged. So, Barbara called the police, and the investigation into the disappearance of Joan Risch officially began. So, police arrived about 15 minutes later at 4.30 p.m., and they were originally thinking this was going to be a suicide, like a pretty graphic suicide. Yeah. And so, they went in looking for her body, but they couldn't find a body. All they could find was a trail of blood. They contacted her husband, oh. poor, poor Martin, uh, who was, to say the least, shocked. That's so sad. And, like, completely just beyond the point of no return of being devastated and he flew home um now while martin headed home the police um continued to search the house for clues so they noticed that the letters that were delivered that day from the mailman were never opened they noticed that there was a uh metal hanger on top of her blood-soaked car um then right before the blood trail just suddenly stopped and they noticed that the phone book was open to all the emergency numbers, even though she was never able to call any of those numbers. Uh-huh. Um, they also noticed a bunch of empty liquor and beer bottles in the trash can. Now, the trail of blood also had its own set of clues for starters. Um, it's, it helped them figure out kind of her movement and helped them determine that foul play was most, most likely involved here because originally they were trying to kind of rule out foul play. But they're like, look at this handprint. Look at this. Uh, now, for starters, it looked like either Joan or mystery person tried soaking up some of the blood because there are paper towels that, like, smeared the blood around. And there was also some clothes that was used to try to absorb the blood. Question. Yeah. <laughs> was she trying to have an abortion secretly? That's a big theory. So, yeah. That's that's what I think happened. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm going to go through theories oh, no. in a little bit. That's so sad. So, they also noticed that there were... Um, Some clothes, like, pressed into the ground as if, like, a heavy object that was bleeding was, like, laying on top of it for a while. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, now, there was also the bloody fingerprint and partial handprint on the wall <laughs> that did not match Jones because they actually had her fingerprint and handprint from medical records. Did not match. Um, they were able to match the blood to Joan, all of it. So it was blood type okay, O. Okay, all of it was so hers. So they knew it was all hers. Or at yeah, least her type. At least her type, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they're just going to assume it was all hers because it's the fucking 60s. Um, now, even though the trail was all over the house, everywhere, there was never a footprint in the blood, which what the police the found fuck? a little odd. Because either, like, that is a crazy coincidence and, like, the luckiest. How does that happen? Or it was, they had to be really meticulous about how they're moving around the house. Or aliens. So, it, it, like, it doesn't. Everything here doesn't make sense. This is a very confusing and this frustrating crazy. case. Now, the weirdest part about the blood trail, if it hasn't been weird already, is that it just fucking stopped like right at the edge of her driveway she like took two steps past her car and it's over not a, a drop of blood anywhere else it's like she just disappeared in thin air did she suddenly stop bleeding did this mystery two-toned car pick her up did like where the fuck is she did the aliens swoop down did like valak engulf her into hell like yeah. she's just gone like literally the, the blood trail just stopped jesus so and if was it foul play? Like it was pretty obvious that it was foul play at this point. So like the next question was like, who the fuck would do something like this to Joan? And like, how did this happen in the middle of the day? How did this happen? It's like it's only like four forty-five right now. Yeah. When they're like at the a trail, looking at each other, like who the fuck would I mean, do this? I mean, it is it is Boston, right? Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's like almost dark though. That's true. Because it is fall. It is fall. Still, it's like it's only it barely dinner time, and they're True. like standing at the edge of a driveway, looking at each other, being like, "Who would kill Joan? What's going on?" Yeah. Now, after the search of her house, the entire police force of this area, plus some random military dudes and pretty much anyone that could come out, and um, they started a giant search party for her. They searched the woods that was surrounding all their houses. They searched the highways where she might have been seen. There was a construction site right near one of these highways that they searched. They searched ponds. They searched lakes. They searched pools. They searched hospitals. They searched everywhere. Damn. Nothing. Not one piece, not one drop of blood, not one piece of clothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So at this point, then the police started questioning neighbors, friends, family members, the milk delivery guy, the mailman, the dentist, and her husband, Martin Risch. Martin was quickly cleared as a suspect because he's a fucking good guy, yeah, and because and he, he was had a, in fucking Manhattan, and he obviously had an alibi, and a, you know he sent, and for the rest of his life, he spent every single day looking for his wife with the police because oh. he was just a heartbroken guy who lost the love of his life. That's so sad. The Again, mailman, the milkman, and the dry cleaner were also cleared, uh, and the dentist was also cleared. <laughs> The Are den- we sure, though? The dentist <sighs> is like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, that bitch made that appointment for her daughter on the 31st, but I'm not going to kill her about it. <laughs> the daughter's like, I would kill her about it. <laughs> She's like, I did it. She's like, four. She's Ooh. like, the man in my finger killed, did it. Red rum, red rum, red rum. <laughs> so police then had to turn their attention to focus on the mystery car. God the damn. two-toned gray and blue sedan. And they eventually did find an owner of a two-toned blue and gray sedan. This owner was Harold Munder. Harold was seen by a witness at 4.15 p.m. the same day that Joan disappeared, the same time that people saw her on the highway on Route 128, walking with blood dripping down her legs, the exact same time they saw Harold Munder park his gray and blue sedan on the side of the road, walk out into the woods, chop down a bunch of 
like little trees to get wood go back into his car threw all the wood into his car and sped off that same night a cab driver was driving harold somewhere or met harold somewhere and a harold's actually acting really suspicious and was telegramming his brother and the whole situation was just like weird and off and the cab driver's like something is fucked up here yeah so we actually called the police and he's like hey like i'm really uncomfortable with this guy like something is wrong so police brought him in they realized holy shit this guy's the same car he was there to almost to the minute from when they witnessed that one girl walking in the highway like yeah. this is our guy it somehow wasn't he was cleared why he was cleared i don't know incompetence probably i mean you see a guy pull over the highway chop down a tree the exact same within like minutes of some bitch with walking the down the hallway with the exact same car with the same car that was parked in the driveway yeah okay harold munder you're guilty if my other theory does not pan out so police were quickly running out of leads they were running out of time they were running out of resources and the trail went cold damn to this day no one knows what happened to joan rish but there are multiple theories on what happened so we're going to go through some of those theories because they're yeah. all pretty wild So the first one is the miscarriage theory. Yeah. So one theory is that Joan had a miscarriage while she was standing in the kitchen. She started panicking. She started losing blood, like a a lot of blood. Okay. Pretty large blood clot and stuff. Um, And she ran around the house trying to figure out what to do. That's why she, like, ran up to her son because she was panicking, ran back down the stairs, like, pulled out the phone book to call the emergency services. Like, but she was losing so much blood. She was just getting really disoriented, disoriented and confused and dazed and confused. Good movie. Um, so she I ran to, outside. I need to watch that. I got like a big urge to watch that like a week ago. You gotta get super stoned. While you yeah, watch we it. should it's do the it. Only way. So she ran outside to get help, but at this point, she lost so much blood that she was really confused with where even she was. Yeah, that so makes she, sense. So she ran to like the highway, and that's when she was running down the highway, and people saw her running on the highway, acting all confused and cold. She lost so much fucking blood. Yeah. Most likely after that, people think that. Um, she either got lost in the woods that was surrounding the highway or she stumbled upon that construction site i mentioned briefly earlier and she actually fell into one of the construction pits and was most likely buried at a later time she couldn't get her way out or maybe she was picked up by some random serial killer so now she's just haunting somebody's house yeah so like she moral story she had a miscarriage freaked the fuck out lost so much blood she got disoriented ran outside got lost the only thing though is like she could have easily immediately ran next door. And also... And she already had kids. She probably would know what was going and on. And also, what about the handprint? Yeah. The fingerprint. Uh, the handprint that doesn't belong to her. Yeah. This is so spooky. I love what it. What about the two-tone car? We need to do a murder mystery. Fuck. I know. I want to do a murder mystery dinner so bad. We should do one for this... For for uh, October. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I wanted to do it so badly. Let's do it. We have to write... We'll do it together. Yeah, let's do it together. Okay, that sounds perfect. We can, like, write... Well, let's, like, take a few, and then we'll, like, write it, like, based off of the other three, and, like, make it... Spin it to, like, whatever thing we want. Oh, yes. yes. I'm going to have an accent for it. Yes. I'm excited. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a Southern accent. Yes, I'll have a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so going back to murder. So it like the miscarriage theory, it works for like the blood running down our legs, for the confused woman. But it doesn't work like what Corey and I said, the handprint, the two-tone sedan. Like two of the biggest mystery like variables in this case, it doesn't fit in with that, like the whole miscarriage thing. True. So the next theory, which is the theory that I think is true, is a failed abortion. Yes, that's what so, I think is true, too. Back then, you couldn't just walk into your local Planned Parenthood to get an abortion. 
you had to do get some backdoor abortions, which that's unfortunately how it should be. That's how America should be. Which unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of states are well, are yeah. making this happen again. Yeah. Where right now, are everyone in get... Alabama, all the straight white men are like, "Say it again, Jenna." Yeah. So because of you fuckheads, women are gonna have to get more and more dangerous abortions because sometimes women want abortions and fuck you. Yeah. Anyways, so a lot of people believe that Joan. Um, needed to get an abortion and oftentimes during this time period you know you get backdoor abortions and most of the time they're performed in the comfort of your own home yeah. because these doctors like they don't have their own little doctor spaces anymore and it has to be discreet because it's so fucking illegal that if someone found out this doctor was performing an abortion he's gonna go to he jail would lose his license go to jail she would be like shunned for the rest of her yeah life. exactly and now something happened to her while he was doing the abortion that's like First degree murder, you're fucked forever. You're probably killing the baby. They'll probably count that as murder too. Like, who knows? So people believe that she had a doctor come to her home. He started the abortion. Something went horribly wrong. She started losing blood. They both panicked. So she ran towards the phone and got the phone to call emergency services. So she ripped out the the phone book. The doctor knew that if she called emergency services, he would go to jail forever. So he ripped the phone out of her hands, out of the wall, you know, started fighting her. The phone book got thrown into like the pile of blood. The tables were overturned. There was but like there a big aren't struggle. Footprints of anyone else? There's no footprints. Not there, even her footprints. Not even her footprints. Aliens. So there was a big struggle. She ran away from him. Ran upstairs. Tried to go protect her son. He ran after her. She ran back downstairs. Finally, they ran into the driveway. And right, right when she got to the edge of her car, he just grabbed her, picked her up, and threw her in his two-toned gray and blue sedan. Because maybe a week before, the abortion doctor came over to confirm that she needed an abortion. So that's yeah. why they saw the car yeah. a few days earlier. Or aliens. Sorry. Okay. So the biggest <clears throat> reason why people believe this theory is because, like I mentioned earlier, on top of her blood-soaked car was a bloody metal hanger. So it was bloody? And at this time... Yeah, there's blood all over the okay. car. Blood on the hanger. And at this time, a metal hanger was one of the most common tools used for abortion. And so that's why people are like, well, why else would a like, bloody metal hanger... Why would a hanger just be bloody and on top of the car? Yeah, exactly. And this theory would explain... The two-tone car, the handprint, the ripped phone, and especially like let's say maybe she they got away in the car, then got to the highway, and she threw herself out of the car to try to escape him. That explains the disoriented woman running, trying to like cover blood her face, going down her legs. blood running down her legs because she's dying, yeah. she's losing all this blood, and this guy, this doctor's panicking, so he's trying to take her. And maybe it was the guy Harold Munder or whatever, and he just got twigs after he like cut down the tree after because he was gonna go. He buried her in a forest or something. Maybe, maybe she, he was like, he's the biological father, and like, so he, she was like, you have to do it, or he was like forcing her, you have to do it. And that's the other theory off of that is that she actually had an affair, and so that's why she wanted like that abortion like that. It it sort of makes sense because you can say like she does everything she needs to do for that day, and then she just. What was that? That was me. Oh I was like, I don't know. I'm so scared. I'm spooked. This one's spooky. Yeah. This is <laughs> I don't know why. We like have listened to way like worse stuff, but I'm like spooked. Yeah, I'm spooked. I don't out know why. List. It just it seems like there's just like something unseen that's like malicious behind all of this. Yeah, Whether totally. it literally be demons or people or aliens. Yeah. I don't know. It's just because there's no, because like every theory fits like you know, 90% or like 70% of the yeah. 
the clues, but not 100. Yeah. percent I had a case like this before. I don't remember. Oh, it's the Lisa Lamb one. Or that like one. That ev- because that one's that one's worse. That one's spooky as yeah. hell. But it's like every single theory answers some yeah. questions. And then also the one where the kid's house catches on fire. The Sauter family. Yeah, that one's a little spooky too, because you're like, how? Yeah, it's a mystery. Oh uh, wait, wait. I was gonna say. Um, it's interesting how she's like totally chill and calm and she does shit throughout the day. Yeah. But then she just like randomly drops her kids off at that girl's house. Yeah, and right. She, does she, so did you say, did that, did Barbara know that was going to happen? No, Barbara didn't know that she was dropping the kids off. She got, so that's why she Barbara, got a secret abortion. Yeah, that's why Barbara was like, why are the kids in my yard? Yeah. But like Barbara didn't say anything about noticing a car, but you know, who knows? There's like time plot holes and things like that. Yeah. But, uh, but the, there was a neighbor who did see the two car, the two tone blue sedan at, in the driveway around the time that right before she probably disappeared from the Ooh, house. Did he like chop that wood to like make a pyre and burn her? Ooh, I was thinking he just chopped it to like put on top, like buried her. Throw or the bury wood her, on top. yeah. I like the idea of him burning her. I mean, I don't like the idea. That's spooky. <laughs> it's more spooky, okay? But so with this theory, Martin, her husband, doesn't believe it because he, oh. you know, he said like, they had such a happy and wonderful marriage. Like, he just can't believe that she would have an affair. Or if it's not the affair and it was his own child, like, he didn't believe that she wanted abortion because they talked about having kids and, like, having bigger family and things like that. So he just – but it, it kind of sounds like to me he's in denial about yeah. it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, to me it's more likely that it's the abortion. Yeah. Okay, the next theory is just a classic assault theory. So some people believe that she was just attacked in her house – they struggled in her house. That explains. It's like the same thing that happened with her abortion. Yeah, but it doesn't doctor, explain like why she would just randomly drop her kids off somewhere. Exactly, exactly. She was able to run to and from her house once or twice. Yeah. So yeah. So that's yeah, the uh, assaulted theory. The next one is an injury. So she injured herself at home. She started losing so much blood that she became confused and lost. She ran upstairs because she was panicking. Like, oh my god, I need to take care of my son. And she's like, no, I'm dying. I need to go get help. That point when she got outside, she was so crazy from all the blood loss that she ran to the highway, et cetera, et cetera. That's what some people believe. Yeah. That doesn't explain the handprint or does not explain the car. The and next, the hanger. Or the hanger, yeah. The next one is that she was kidnapped. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the assault one. So someone um, wanted to assault her, whether it's like sexual assault or murder her, rob her or something, and they struggled the whole blood trail in the house, all the good stuff. And the reason why the blood trail stopped is because they finally got her and threw her in that two-toned sedan. So yeah. it's very similar to the abortion, just minus the abortion pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, the next one is an interesting theory. It's an intruder. So, mm. you know, she, she was known to always leave her front door open, and that was a common known fact in the neighborhood. So some people believe that while she was out at the dentist and doing like a million things in the morning, being a productive adult, that someone actually broke into her house, like with the intent to rob or maybe rape her or something. Uh-huh. And um, by the but when she returned, like they're upstairs in the like bedrooms upstairs, and we're like, oh shit, the only way to exit the house is through the kitchen. Like that's the only door. Okay. And so she was outside uh, after lunch landscaping when she looked up and she noticed that someone was in her house. So to not to cause alarm to her kids and like to protect everybody because also her child david or dylan whatever his name was was asleep upstairs so that's why she brought her kids over to barbara's house really fast she was like oh shit someone's in my house i need to get my kid out but i want to get these two kids far away so she ran to barbara's through the kids said i'm gonna be right back ran back to the house with the intent to see if someone was really there and she met the intruder in the kitchen 
And that's when a struggle started. So that's why she Maybe ran to the Maybe there was a hangar there somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So she ran to the phone to call 911. There was no 911 back then, but she ran to the phone in the phone book to call uh, emergency services because there was an intruder. The struggle happened. He stabbed her. Then she ran up the stairs to run away from him to grab her son to protect her son. He chased her up the stairs, grabbed her, pulled her back down the stairs, pulled her through the kitchen, through the driveway, threw her into the two two-tone sedan. They're driving the highway. She jumped out of the car to run away from him. He caught back up, grabbed her, killed her on the car and then later you see him chopping down trees yeah so that's Ooh. another interesting theory is the intruder one that would explain the same it's like the same thing as the abortion igno- doctor how did the police just ignore like that one dude it must be it must be like a like the police being like hey we're trying to follow so many leads we don't have enough evidence to like book him yeah so yeah. we have to let him go so this is the last theory, and this one's aliens. wild. No, it's I have no alien theories. Surprisingly, there are no alien theories, oh. but we'll make one up at the end. It okay. was aliens. It was aliens. So, so this is the last theory that I have for you guys that I thought – this is actually the theory – this is the whole reason why I did this case because I read – I was Googling like, oh, unexplained disappearances, whatever, and I read this theory about hers, and I was like, oh, I'm doing it. <clears throat> so the theory – so two years um, after she disappeared – during when the whole trail was cold, um, some new info was found. So Serene Gerson, she was a reporter at the Fence Viewer. Um, she went to the town's public library to research similar cases to Joan's case, just kind of as background research. Mm-hmm. And one of the books that she checked out, she saw that Joan Risch had actually checked it out, like right before that Joan Risch disappeared. What? So she was like, okay, that's a little interesting. So she went to... Um, like the librarians and she was like hey like do you mind pulling like records of um, Joan Risch so we could see like what other books she checked out so they did Um, and one of the books that she checked out that Joan Risch actually read um, or I think it was like currently checked out when she was uh, right before she disappeared Mm -hmm. it's a book that is called In Thin Air and it's about a woman who just like Risch had left behind blood smears and blood pools and a trail of blood in her house with paper towels to try to to, to absorb the blood and then walked out into her, into her driveway and the blood trail went cold. No. Disappeared. No, it is staged. <laughs> this is fun. So she reported... <laughs> I'm the, having fun. She reported all these findings to the newspaper. Um, let's see. And that's when they realized that Joan Risch took out a total of 25 books that summer. Every single book about a woman disappearing in thin air. No. Every single book about people getting away with murder and disappearance. Are you fucking kidding me? So the biggest, so one of the biggest theories is that she actually staged her disappearance and she's off living whatever dream she wanted to live. Girl, if somehow you're like new grandson, just like, put this random ass podcast on and you're hearing this please contact yeah, us I, like, we won't say a, anything i just want to know <laughs> i just want to fucking know of course martin does not believe this theory because how could his lovely amazing wife disappear oh no but i believe I this know. theory That's this is the theory this right? is the theory 25 books in one summer all about how to disappear in thin air and the last book you read oh is almost her exact crime scene yeah uh-uh that is too There are no footprints. There is a one specific handprint that doesn't belong to her. Yeah. There's like phones are ripped off the wall and they have something like open up on the counter that says she tried to like, nah, it's two stage. Oh my God. 
and also like maybe like an additional theory to that is was, was what if her wonderful amazing husband checked out all those books in her name and like planned the murder <gasps> what if that happened Shit. who knows and hired whatever his name was yeah or hired that one guy exactly yeah. they cleared him because they both had strong alibis Shit. and maybe that one guy wasn't telegramming his brother he's telegramming the lovely husband <gasps> Shit. Shit. it's the husband the whole time or if they were like so wait was is the hanger involved in the book I don't know. I just know it's about the blood trail. I like need that, to know. That was like, I probably not. I'm sure. What is the name of this fucking book? In Thin Air. Because okay. that whole focus of the book is about the blood trail. It's like she has blood all around her kitchen, a whole blood trail, and like the blood trail just stops. Just like her blood trail. Oh my God. I doubt a hanger was involved because a hanger is very like. I mean. Depending <laughs> when the book was written. She got 25 different books. If the, if the book was written, I guess. Shit. I, yeah, 25 books though about disappearing. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. So Jones' disappearance will probably never be solved. Damn, this is crazy. I'm loving this. Whether you think it's like abortion <laughs> or aliens or she did it herself, um, who 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 knows? Someone out there knows whether that's Joan or the person who is responsible for her murder, whether that's her Damn. abortion doctor or maybe her wonderful, amazing husband. I'm not sure. But her wonderful, amazing husband, Martin, who, you know, he – has been proven or he's not hasn't been proven to be innocent but he was never charged um he was never a real suspect he searched for her every single day for the rest of his life Aww. until he passed away uh, after he passed away their two children um continued on the search for their mom and they're still looking for her to this day it's still technically an open case an open investigation so if you have any tips you can contact their police department and give them any Damn. tips you have about the disappearance of joan rish who disappeared in thin air Jesus Christ. Isn't that wild? That's so it's a good wild. One. That's a good one. See, that's the whole reason why I did this whole you're like, thing. Fuck. It's because as soon as I read that, I was like, that's the, the thing I'm doing. Yeah, right you're like, today. this is spooky. And then you read that and you're like, what? 25 <laughs> books? Damn. It's too coincidental. Unless, like, there's no, there's almost no way that she can't be involved. I still think the abortion one, if it's not that she did it herself, it's the abortion one. It's the one. abortion. It has yeah, to be. That, that hanger is too specific. Yeah, and also, like, the woman running with the blood running down her legs, the two-tone sedan everywhere. Yeah, what the fuck? But also, like, the the woman running with the blood down her legs, that doesn't really match that she um, did it herself. No, yeah, and it could that could be totally wrong. Yeah. Like, people will, yeah, they will say the weirdest shit that doesn't exist yeah. just because they think it did. Yeah, because you hear about a missing girl, then you're like, well, I saw a girl running down the hall- highway with blood down her and legs. I'm, I, and she maybe had, like, blood go. Yeah, maybe she did have blood going down her legs. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, like what? Well, was there anything red on her? Yeah, maybe. Like, blood? Yeah. Maybe That's so crazy. Isn't that crazy, I though? Love That's it. a crazy one. <laughs> What's her name? Joan Rish. Joan Rish. Awesome. Right? And it's a fun one, because it was in the 60s, and I'm watching Mad Men right now. Yeah. So I'm like, fun. Ugh. So, how, Corey, how's your sex life going? Sex life is great. Yes. Not that fun <laughs> as her life. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was an exciting. It's an exciting. It was good. It was an exciting day for her. Whether yeah. she got murdered violently or she ran away from her housewife life. Yeah, or her daughter who was supposed to have a dentist appointment on fucking Halloween murdered got her. Got her revenge. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. So yeah, um, sex life is great. Um, seven and a half inch crop top and I are doing great. Yay! Super fun. Um, we went to our, we were part of our kickball league. We won our second game. Woo! Yes. Yes. We're, we're still third in the league. 
because two other uh, two other peeps or two other teams have made more points than we have. Okay. Um, we've made nine points each game, and I think somebody made like fifteen, and then like another Fuckers. twelve. Yeah. So and next week them. is your guys's like friends and family game, right? Oh shit. Like as in yeah, as in like we this can all Sunday. Go to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yay. Um. So. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I think after that, we're going to a barbecue that y'all are probably invited to as well. I need to see, though. It's okay if we're not. Um, but I will be only slightly offended. Yeah, I'm right. Well, I think it is because it's like supposed to be friends and family. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, should uh, you be, I should be like, is there anything gluten-free and vegan here? <laughs> they're like, get the fuck out of the house, Corey. Who is your who They're like, barbecue. I'm like, so gluten-free <laughs> vegan? They're like, no. No, sir. I'm like, have you heard about our podcast? They're like, please get the fuck out. Please go. You fucking millennial. <laughs> um, have you heard about our podcast? The old grandpa in the corner just has a heart attack. Yeah, right. I'm like, backwards pussy. As I walk away. <laughs> I'm like, lick, lick, lick. lick. I'm going to eat your dick, <laughs> dick, dick. 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 <laughs> then everyone starts singing along. Yeah, right. The grandpa's, no. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we this past weekend, we went to Logan and we went river rafting. Not like rafting, but just like tubing down a river. Fun. Um, it was super nice, super chill. Literally drank from 12 p.m. to... 1 30 a.m finishing what? off the day with two vodka shots at Ew. literally 1 30 and then like 1 40 a.m i Ew. don't know why why did you do that <laughs> literally took two vodka shots like 30 minutes i was wondering how hammered you were when i texted you and i was like what the fuck is this Corey? oh yeah yeah i by then it was just like our champagne drunk that we had for that seven hours oh my god so you, you weren't like too drunk but i was like i've been buzzed for literally 10 hours you're like i'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow yeah <laughs> and it did um so yeah it was super fun i had four locos for the first time holy in my life, shit so i am now a straight man wow congratulations me wow is this how you tell me you're gonna like rate me in no yeah there was like one straight guy that came because uh, he was friends with like best friends with the uh team captain of our league yeah and so like the team captain of our league was the one who invited us all you know to logan to his house or just like parents house so the, the straight guy was like, he's like really nice dude. But he was like, yeah, like, and we have to get like a four locos because it's like just tradition. And I just like looked at him and I was like, wait, what? You're like, you mean mimosas are tradition? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, we have to get a four locos. He's like, I don't like it, but it's like tradition. And I'm like, fine, I guess I'll like have, I'll taste. Fine. And it just is disgusting. It's just literally disgusting. Fine. You know what it tastes like? What? So you know when we sometimes take the caffeine pills and then put it in our drink Ew. and it tastes like all chemically? Yeah, yeah. It's literally, it tastes like cough syrup with that at the end of Ew. it. That's it. That's it. That's grody. Yeah, grody. So that was fun. Uh, helped Seven Inch Crop Top and Tyler move fun. on Saturday, right? It was Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, we also had birthday dinner for Chana and Jordan. Yes, we did. Uh, vertical Diner. It was so good. Which is so good. It, it's literally just like comfort vegan food, y'all. It's, it's so like, good. It, it's just food. It's just food. It's so fun. You don't even good. realize it's vegan. Yeah, Corey got a mac yeah. and cheeseburger. Yeah, it was, oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, those t- those 
tender tigers. As I love tigers. how they're. I love how they're square. They're actual cubes. Sometimes right? it's so cute. I love. I love those buffalo tigers. Um, it was also Chana's birthday. So uh, yes! last week, I'm 24. We what did we? We didn't do really anything for your. We saw birthday. yesterday. Yes, we saw cream. yesterday. It was so cute. Yeah, it was cute. We had like the most it. dumb smiles on our face the whole time because yeah. it's such a feel good, like just cutesy movie. Yeah. Uh huh. We got vegan ice cream. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. The best ice cream on this planet. It was a good day. Corey bought me a milkshake and it was so good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So good. It was a perfect. Did you birthday. eat that entire milkshake? No, I could only have like half. No, of it. holy shit! I like looked it was at so that rich. when you like sat down with it in front of you. I was like, holy fuck, that's a big milkshake. Yeah, it was like the world's biggest. It was like no joke. Probably one of the biggest milkshakes I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that was life. like that was like a twenty ounce cup. Yeah, which is a lot for a milkshake. For like a chocolate milkshake too. Like yeah. I didn't get vanilla. I got chocolate. Yeah, that's like what you want when you're a kid, but you, like makes you throw up. Yeah, yeah. I, I drank like half of it, and I was like, no. Yeah, like, I was no, like, sorry. I am donezos. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, and that day, like Jordan, we went. I went to my favorite restaurant called Bolt Cutter, and I went to Sephora. It was just a perfect day. I Cute just, birthdays are so fun. Yeah, I love birthdays. And now I'm 24, I'm getting up there. Yay. Um. Yeah, that's what we did. We had a pretty fun week. Pretty good week. We did. We worked a bunch. Yeah. Gonna, tomorrow's Pioneer Day for Mormons. Yes. So we'll be getting drunk and eating. Be- we'll be drinking, eating pie and drinking beer for Pioneer Day because Pie and Beer Day. We're Pie and Queer Day. Pie and Queer Day. Want. We're actually we're Cream having a pie, pie and Queers Day. Yes. So, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> so yeah, we're having a pie. We're having a Pie and Queer, uh. Br- or like brunch or i guess not it's like it'll be like 1 30 p.m it's, that's fucking lunchtime. So, so we're gonna have like a pie and queer brunch pool party that will then later turn into a pie, a and, pie and beer, beer uh, friendship family party yeah yeah and i will be making appearance at one of those because yes. i have to work all day tomorrow yes. and it depends if i'm having a skinny day so we'll see yeah i'll come to the friendship family one no matter what oh yeah we can just like go and watch a movie i'll be like and no, just like get high and like eat pie <gasps> Oh, and drink beer. Yeah. Yay. I'm excited. It's been a good week. It's been a, a lot has happened. So <gasps> I watched. Oh, so yesterday. So yesterday I like came in or was it yesterday? Oh my God. Uh, for a second yeah. I thought you were talking about the movie yesterday and I was like, what is happening? No. no. So yesterday I went to like went to work in the morning because yesterday was Monday, right? Yeah. It's okay, only cool. Monday yesterday. So yeah. Went to, went to work, uh, taught girl. Um, and then she left, but that whole, like, I, cause I had like stayed up until literally 2am helping them move. Oh God. And so I was like, Hey, I feel like I have a fever because of my cut from the river. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, I have a fever and I like feel really achy cause if I had the Charlie horses on my thighs <gasps> that y'all, it's a whole nother story. It's, it's a fine. Whole nother I like story. beat myself up this weekend. Cause like I drank a shit ton. Cause Corey is into BDSM. And I'm like 28 now. So I guess like I have repercussions with things. Boo. Um, boo. <laughs> so... Um, so I was like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to go home and, like, take a nap. Um, are y'all okay? Because the girl had left. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I, like, go home, and I literally just, like, sit on the couch. Next thing I know, it's fucking 7 p.m. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And I was like, because I was like, because I was sitting there. I was legitimately, like, sitting there, and I was, like, worried I had tetanus. Oh, my God. Because you don't get, you you don't just get tetanus from rust. Oh, uh, do we you just think shot? you do. You can get it. Yeah, I've gotten my boosters like a while ago, but I think if you don't get your, if you haven't had your booster within three years, I literally looked this up. If you don't have your booster within three years and you think and you like step on a rusty nail or something like that, yeah, they just give it to you anyways. Oh, even if you are still within the next ten year mark or whatever. Oh, I guess that makes sense because when Jordan got, was it the stitches? He had to get a 
Jordan, never mind. It's not important. Yeah, yeah. But that's scary. But I thought I thought you could only get it from metal, but no, it, it's a bacteria that comes from soil. And so, like, the fact that if I got cut, like, semi-deeply on rocks at the bottom of a river, Ew. like, it could happen. So oh. I was like, oh, my God, is my jaw locking up? Like, <laughs> I was, like, freaking the fuck. Because I, like, legitimately, like, woke up yesterday morning and was like, I feel sort of okay, but whatever. And then just, like, every hour I just got, like, oh more and more fever sick if for a second. If you died from tetanus, I'd be so pissed off. I'd <laughs> Me be like, too. I'd be like, what a fucking stupid so way fucking to die. I'd be so fucking mad. I'd be like, was gay river rafting worth it? I know, right? I'm like, oh, I'm such a, like, loser. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, go on the Ouija board and be like, fuck you, yeah, Corey. Yeah, I'd be like, I know. <laughs> I'd like go to the dentist or not the dentist, the doctor as they give me my tennis shot. I'd be like messaging you through the Ouija board. Valak like you. bullies the fuck out of me in the afterlife. He's like, you bitch. He's like, you faggot. You're like, I thought you were a cool guy. <laughs> you faggot. You died. He's like super I'm homophobic. Like, I thought you were cool. I thought Satan was cool. You're like, Valak, you know what homophobia means, right? You're gay. And oh, he's like, shit. oh shit. He starts fucking you. Oh God. <laughs> Damn, this is getting crazy. But yeah, so that was my little like, freak out like i literally woke up at seven. Oh, oh, this is why i woke up at seven then i watched in a fever f- fever dream watched friday the 13th part four five and six <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um sum up of that friday the 14th part four which is uh the final chapter uh-huh. it's the first time that freddie or that jason dies okay um spoilers <laughs> yeah, well, <whatever>. it's called <laughs> the final fucking chapter <laughs> it's a slasher film like who yeah who gives the fuck who cares you just want to see the cool ass kills yeah uh, that is a good one i like that one final chapter which is the fourth one Kay. is good five is called a new beginning it, jason isn't even the killer it's the stupidest shit in the world okay uh, it has the most nudity in it of all the friday 13th oh. and you actually see some really good hot men nice yeah you don't see dick there is one guy who's running uh, during a skinny dipping scene and you see his balls jiggle but oh. i think that actually might be in the final chapter i can't remember anymore because again fever dream watching all four of these in a row <laughs> yeah man and then i went back to bed and then woke up this morning like eight hours later well i'm glad you don't have tetanus yeah glad i don't have tetanus because yeah I, I i still feel a little like sickly today but i'm okay hmm. maybe you should, go, you should go to urgent care yeah no if i like if my jaw locks up like I mean, R. it should happen in the first 48 to 72 hours, which okay. already passed, so I'm okay. That's good. But I was like, if I can't swallow or if my jaw locks up, like, I'm running to the emergency hey, room. Hey, but perfect timing, though, because last week we talked about our dream funerals. <gasps> yes. So I would have you totally Fireworks. Set. Yeah. yeah it's like, he wants to be a firework. I'm like, he wants to be a golden shower firework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> golden shower firework. Yeah. <laughs> Seven half inch crop tops, like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he loves fireworks. I'm saying uh, golden shower, though. Oh, right. I know. He's like, no. Uh, well uh yeah it's been an eventful week i'm glad you're not dead Corey. yeah me too i do like one outdoor activity this summer (laughs) you die (laughs) same though Corey. i get it that'd be such like a gay cliche yeah right you're like sports (laughs) yeah i don't even really play a sport i just go sit on a tube and drink alcohol (laughs) and you fucking get killed from tetanus that's a weird thing oh my god let's see my sex life has been great yes jordan i had crazy ball slappy sex for my birthday fun awesome yeah, just like bent me over the couch, Aww. like told. Yeah, I know, so romantic. No, it is. I always, now when I see sex uh, in movies, I'm like, oh, they're in love. They're in love. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like we're in love. Sex. Oh, actually, Hiram sent me the greatest text message I got on my birthday. 
I have to, I have to read it because it was so good. Because when I got it, I was like, oh, I have to share that with my podcast followers. And Hiram, everybody, we talked about him before. He's like an amazing artist. He's like the funniest person in the whole Whenever world. Whenever we say like get thrown across the room by a demon or shit, that's like Hiram. Yeah, he said, make sure you pop that birthday pussy like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and make Jordan lick the bean for a million years. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Cute. I did that, Hiram, for you. I read that to Jordan. Jordan was like, okay. okay. <laughs> and I was like, pop my birthday pussy. He, just, he like goes and buys a scuba mask. I'm like, lick, <laughs> lick, lick. I'm going to eat your dick, dick, dick with my backwards birthday Fuck pussy. Me. Hunt me, hunt me, hunt me. <laughs> so it was a good week. Uh, we're yeah, we're getting through it. I'm I'm happy we're getting this episode out. Yeah, and then we'll have another episode coming for you guys. Uh, oh dear soon God, here. we have to record that. We'll we'll do it soon. <laughs> Friday, Thursday. Friday. Yeah, Friday works. Friday works. Friday we'll, works. We'll have to do a double recording sesh Friday. Yeah, Friday works. Perfect. Well, until then. Anyways. How's your sex life? <gasps> Bye, guys. See Bye. you later this week.